0: Welcome back to Wilderness Wonder. This is your host, Amber Redmond. In today's episode, we're going to have a conversation with my very favorite person, my best friend, my husband, Jacob Redmond. Jake and I recorded this episode while we were gone on a trip together, just he and I, and you're going to hear a conversation about where we've been, things that we've been through, and where we are now. This conversation surprised me in so many ways because I thought we were going to talk about one thing and we ended up talking about an entirely different thing in our life and actually shared a story that I haven't shared before. But in this conversation and in this sharing, you're also going to hear that Jake and I are in very different places in our faith life. And I want to address that at the top of the episode because I think this is something that's really important to me, something that I've wrestled with a lot, and something that um, I haven't addressed before. So I just want you to know while you're listening that Jake and I are in different places But Emily P. Freeman said something in an episode that she shared this week, her 200th episode, Ask Me Anything, about when you differ with people that you love on your faith. And she said, certainty is not a prerequisite to faith. And that very simple sentence sums up a lot of things that Jake and I have wrestled with together. You're going to hear things that Jake believes that are different than what I believe. And I want you to hear those things. I also want to address at the top of the episode that in those differences, we have more than just each other in processing those. We have um, a couple who leads our life group who we each go back to over and over again um, when we come to a difference. And we have a life group, which is a group... Of people we all attend um, the same church and we're all in different places in our life and so Jake and I have differences that is true in our differences we address them together because our faith journey is still together it's intertwined and we address them outside of ourselves with people who we can trust who can counsel us through that all of that is important for me to know that you understand because there are some things that Jake says in this episode that I don't agree with and I don't outright say I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, but I don't think I have to and that is kind of the point. <laughs> so I hope that that's not too vague. You'll know what I'm talking about when you get into it. Or maybe you don't and that's okay too. The point is is that this is a safe place to wrestle with your questions. This is a safe place for my husband to wrestle with his questions. This is a safe place for me to wrestle with my own questions. In that way we all come to times in our faith life when we are like Jacob locked and tight with the Holy Spirit. When you are locked in tight wrestling, that is never a time in which you should be invalidated for your wrestling. And that's why I do not disagree with Jake while we were recording, because that's not helping anybody. What he's wrestling with is what he is wrestling with. And so it's not my responsibility to try to drive what I think he should think, or believe, or understand. Like Emily said, certainty is not a prerequisite to faith. (sighs) I hope that in this conversation with Jake, you hear the love and dedication that we have for each other. You hear that within a marriage, we can have different faith journeys, and that we can have differences in our faith journey. But what it always comes back to is grace and love and authenticity. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Wilderness Wonder. Today, I have a special guest my husband Jake. Jake and I are high school sweethearts and have been together since our sophomore year. So today we are going to talk about personal narratives. The idea behind this conversation really is how different our experience of the same event can be. So Jake and I are going to dive into our story, some of which you have already heard from me, and see where our narratives differ and how having an open curiosity can really help you navigate the seasons of your life. Let's dive in. Jake. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Can you introduce yourself for the listeners? Who I, you are what you do, all that.
1: I am Amber's husband. I am her opposite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We get
1: along well, I think, because we're so different from each other. I work construction. I own a construction company. Have been doing that for about fifteen years, and we. You know, come from starkly different backgrounds, which I think help us get together and, I don't know, see different perspectives, give us a lot to talk about and stuff, I think, over the years.
0: That's true. Jake is my balance, for sure.
1: And that's what I believe heavily in balance. I think that in life, we have so much going on, you know, personal agendas and work and family, religion. And I think that a lot of them are pulling us in each direction so much sometimes that we forget the balance that we need, that we require. Mm-hmm. I think the balance is like, that's what life is all about. Once you get balance, it makes life go a lot easier. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree. We're going to talk more about that today too. So, okay, Jake, can you give us a short version of our story from your perspective? <laughs> like, beginning with, okay, I'll start, but you lead off, okay? okay. So, we met when we were 14 and 15, mm-hmm. and we started dating when we were 15 and 15, and then went through high school together, mm-hmm. and I would say that when I moved to the alternative school, you followed me. Yeah. 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 And that was, like, a really big point for me, because it was, like, you choosing life with me even before, like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Having an opportunity to marry or anything, because we were kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're still kids, we uh, we were, yep, dumb, dumb, young, dumb, and in love. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I was chasing you everywhere, trying to woo you, and yeah, I don't know, we we had kids early, you know, we were kids raising kids. Mhm.
0: We had Julius when we were
1: nineteen. Yeah. Yep. It's been crazy. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. So yep, we graduate high school. We have Julius. I found out I'm pregnant with him six months after graduation.
1: Mhm. And we had the uh, well, we lived at my dad's house pretty much, yeah. and my dad uh, was a very that was a very unstable home. So we stayed there, and where I was paying the bills, and then we had to move out, but we didn't have any credit, so we moved to Lansing and got an apartment. But we didn't have any credit, so we had to pay our whole year's more, our whole year rent down with the deposit. And we mm-hmm. were poor, so it took every penny we had. Yep. And then I just remember where we worked. I worked all the time. Working, yep. working. And then, you
0: had three jobs then.
1: Yeah. You know, and come home. You were always there with the kiddos. Mm-hmm. But then we were only there for that year, and we moved. My mom helped us buy that house in Lansing, yep. a foreclosure that we built from the ground up I mean put our hearts and soul into remodeling that thing because just for years we would do one project after the next until we finally completed it and when the housing market was at its peak or well I guess it's still rising now yeah but, uh, well when the housing market was really high we were able to build, well we never wanted to move
0: yeah let's go back Let's go back to, like, the last year in the house. So we bought it when we were really young. Um, it was actually six months we were in the apartment.
1: Okay. And then we moved over. We
0: paid for the whole first six months. That was what was required. And so we moved in in April, and I was still pregnant with Julius. And we moved out in September, and he was three months old. So and, you
1: remember this stuff way better than me. Well,
0: that's why I think it's important to have this conversation. because My, Where
1: I have the issue is the time frame. So yeah. Like I said I was like working all the time. And just kind of did what I needed to do.
0: The only way I have the time frames is by remembering moving in and being big pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to forget. Yeah. And moving into the house and having Julius because he was mm-hmm. so little, we had the pack and play set up in the dining room. Yeah. And Bear would lay next to the pack and play while I like unpacked stuff that's hard to forget like he was so little Mm -hmm. and I have that picture of Julius in his room for the first time looking up at the light and just kicking and loving Mm -hmm. it (laughs) I love that picture but so we move into that house and our first Christmas there remember the bathtub Ran into the kitchen. Yeah. So that was the first remodel. We had to do a bathroom and kitchen remodel upstairs and down.
1: We did like the whole thing out of Habitat for Humanity.
0: <laughs> yes, we did. And we got it done. Do you remember that? It was actually like Thanksgiving, and we got it done right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Thanksgiving? Yeah. yeah. Do you and remember? We had
1: everybody over.
0: And we went and got rotisserie chickens. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess, oh my gosh. I just <laughs> because remembered. we
0: didn't have anything to cook dinner yeah. in.
1: I do know that I I planned on staying in that house because we paid it off and we mortgage free. Yeah. Until all that stuff happened. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which so then in two thousand nineteen, let's talk about how we rung in the year then. Two thousand nineteen. I was bit by the oh, dog. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which led us to the last remodel. Yep. So I was attacked by a dog on December thirty first of two thousand eighteen, and we rung in the new year.
1: Yep. At the hospital, getting stitches, literally as the ball dropped with the with the doctor <laughs> stitching me up.
0: With the doctor that was stitching me up, and I had six stitches. Mm-hmm. You probably remember better than I do.
1: I wasn't counting them. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I just felt so bad when he made you scrub it out because he's like, we need to scrub it out as best as possible with soap yeah. and water. I was like, oh my gosh.
0: Honestly, so I would have said that that was the worst part until, except for like realizing what had happened because when I was bit, I didn't know what had happened at first. Yeah, it was, so, it was rough. I didn't even feel it at first until I saw like blood on the floor and then I was like, oh my God. My face is attacked.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You had a huge cash. Like, your whole lip was ripped literally right in half. It was nasty and punctures all over. So you were bleeding everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't good.
0: But it led to good things.
1: Yeah. With that money, we were able to... Well, we were planning on staying in that house. So we redid the whole house. The roof, siding, windows, doors, and huge kitchen remodel. The end game kitchen.
0: That was my... Dream kitchen.
1: Yep. (laughs) And we did all that. We'd actually also finished paying the cars off at that time. Yeah. And then
0: we thought we were gonna be debt free and we were in our twenties. Yep. That was and then as I painted the kitchen, I realized that I was pregnant. Which I was we were still gonna stay in the house, even mm -hmm. though we had another kid.
1: Yeah, because we were mortgage free, I knew That was like a blessing. Mm -hmm. But then we, uh, after... So we had Joey. Yeah, and after all that stuff went down, we had to sell the house.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about what went down?
1: Yeah, I came home from work one day, and my neighbor was being jumped by a crowd of people. Apparently him and one of the neighbors had gotten into a disagreement. And, I mean, we just got home from work, and there was just at least 20 people out front of our house uh, just basically starting a riot over wanting to kill this old man and so I brought him into my house and asked him what was going on and then so they all came to our house and I went out there and tried to defuse the situation and they attacked the old man so I had to defend him and got stomped on and kicked and everything by about 20 people but later that night they came back and shot his house up because they were not settled with the disagreement so at that point, we decided to move out of that area, <laughs> and yeah. which we were planning on staying, like we said, because we were mortgage-free, but that was like, well, now we can't be here with our kids, and so, and the housing market was so, I felt like it was all like, all led by God, to be honest with you, because it was one thing, I, like, I did not want to move and then these terrible circumstances happened that, like, forced us to. But the housing market was so high that we were able to capitalize out of everything we'd done to our house. And then, but we were like, well, we can't afford a house in this kind of housing market. And just by chance, you know, with me being a builder, we found a house that was uh, a fixer-upper in, in a beautiful area, a uh, very high-end area, and we were able to get in there and fix it up and... Provide our kids a much better means of life because I mean they got good friends and no shootings are happening (laughs) where we're at nowadays so it's just like a much better way of life for them and they've got much better friends and family close by so yeah I felt like it was it was all for the better
0: yeah I've never told that story like publicly because Mm -hmm. it's not really my story to tell Um, but at The beginning, after it happened, like, when you were attacked, we kind of had vastly different um, narratives of that story because you were in it. Mm -hmm. And when you told it to people, you kind of had an element of control because you were there in the middle of it. And I was in the house with... Joey was two months old and Julius was little. And I sent Julius to his room when they came on the porch so that... He wasn't near the door. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was on the phone with the police, and they wouldn't send anybody. So I felt like I had no control <laughs> over the situation, and I was just witnessing it and didn't know what was going to happen, especially when you were, like, being stopped in the street, <laughs> and they wouldn't send police. Like, it was horrible.
1: Yeah. It was my first rodeo. So, but I had... Actually, I don't know, we hadn't brought that up, but wouldn't that, so I went out there and punched out the guy who was hitting the old man, and then the whole crowd started stomping me, and then my, our roommate, Josh, we're all big paintballers, came out with a paintball gun shooting about 20 balls a second, and just started lighting the crowd up and chasing them down the street. I actually ran off the whole crowd with a paintball gun, and there was cops standing there, but they would not intervene because there were so many uh, people that they didn't want to... uh, they were scared of
0: Vastly outnumbered.
1: Yeah. Because there was only two officers there, so they weren't even gonna get involved.
0: Which is why the police wouldn't the dispatcher wouldn't send more police because there was already two officers on the scene who had not asked for backup.
1: And the old man, I mean, he would have been killed. I mean mm-hmm. little Pete is sixty five years old. Yeah. So just a crazy situation, but I felt like that was like what it took to make it, because I was like, "Well, now we're gonna get into a mortgage," and so then we were, like I said, we were able to find a house in a great area, and now Julia has awesome friends, and is actually in a school district that we feel safe to send them to public schools, and. I know. mean,
0: I feel like everything has changed since we moved.
1: Oh yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. You know, even I mean, even the little things. Everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Even the little things like.
1: It was. Because going from, like, where we were living before and then living there, actually the first couple months it felt like we were always on vacation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We, in the other house, we didn't really, like, we went for walks. We went down the river trail. But it wasn't like you just go for a walk and feel safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now we go for, we literally walk every day. So... This brings us really well to the next question because we really feel like God has worked upstream in bringing us here Mm -hmm. where we're at now. And just the idea that God goes ahead of us and is working everything, even really horrible things like what we went through, Um, like a dog attack to (laughs) the face and (laughs) being attacked by like 20 people on your end.
1: And then you realize that it was all for the bigger, grander picture God said, "Yep, you know, it's crazy." It
0: is,
1: and I've never. I came from a family that wasn't very religious. My dad is an atheist, and so was pretty much all my siblings, for that matter. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I never had an outlook for God or anything. But it didn't. It didn't come until, I guess, I started looking for it and started seeing the signs that they were always there. I mean, just ignoring them, you know, like. That's the only difference now as I look at the signs and I say that must be a sign from God and listen to it and yeah. it always works out for the better. So that once you get to recognize those signs, signs from the universe, you're not godly. I just yeah. think like even the Native Americans talk about different signs from the universe. They would get <clears throat> dreams, things like that. Just anything that could be all kinds of things that could be interpreted as a sign from the universe or a sign from God because of depending on their understanding. And yes. so I feel like, you know, everybody had seen it. Like whether you deny it or believe it or deny it, like signs from God or signs from the universe are there. You yeah.
0: Know? Right. Well, and that's this is exactly why you are the perfect guest for the podcast. Because the vast majority of listeners um are either not Christian. I have way more people that are not believers mm-hmm. listening than I thought I would have at the beginning which right. I love that's like kind of my favorite thing or they believe but they're not um, you know they haven't been baptized or right I haven't
1: been baptized either right and uh, I mean for that matter if you'd asked me if you'd asked me four or five years ago I, I'd have told you there's no way in heck you'd be catching me in church <laughs> that's the... Fact of the matter, I mean, and, but, just, uh, I don't know, you grow as people, Mm -hmm. and, like I said, you just really, I started noticing, literally, these different signs, and the grander picture of what was going on, and look back at some of the things we'd made it through. I mean, geez, oh, Pete.
0: Yeah. One thing that Rick said in a sermon recently was like you know that feeling when you're like in the middle of worship was his example and you just like Mm -hmm. know the presence of God is here yeah he was like it's not that God just showed up (laughs) it's that you are open to feeling God and I really like that imagery because it it changed my perspective on that because I've always felt like oh yes now God is here Mm -hmm. but it's more like now I can see you, God. Which is actually one of my favorite prayers that I pray a lot. Like, okay, God, I see you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I do that kind of stuff at work a lot. Like, literally, I don't know. It's, all the, it's the little things and the big things, you know? Like, I feel like like we just mentioned the big things in our life that had happened. I swear we'll just <laughs> had to be. I mean, and my luck is... Legitimately, I've never been a person of good luck at all. Not yeah. good fortune. I've always... <laughs> I mean, geez... I don't even know where to begin. Like I said, being stomped by that crowd, it wasn't even my first time, but I'm always trying to stick up with people. I wasn't going to watch an old man get beat up. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's always my luck. But, like, even, I, st- I mean, literally, we started attending church, and I swear my luck has changed. And I don't know that's not a coincidence. It just seems to be that way. And, uh, I don't know.
0: No, yeah. I feel like we've talked a lot about what I wanted to talk about with God in another story.
1: I guess here's one thing. Like, the one thing I do want to say is, like, I do believe in God. I do think that I get signs from the universe and things like that, that. And I think everybody does. But that's not to say I don't have my issues with it. Like, I don't. My biggest issue with religion is, like, the Bible. People are so devout to the book. And it's a book that's wrote by man. You know, like yeah, it may have been influenced by very godlike people yeah. and people who were influenced by the touch of God. But as a book that has been altered and as just has been, I mean, anytime you have man involved, <laughs> you yeah. got alterations and just you can't be definitive with it. So, like the book, I think has a lot of good teaching and learning in it, but that's to say it does not. Uh, I don't think that that's a full representation of God.
0: I think him? that's a really good way to put it. Like you can't get a full representation of God in one place and especially mm-hmm. not in a place made by man. Even yeah, like right, but... even attending church. Mm-hmm. You are being told things by a pastor, but you have to have discernment. Yeah. When you you're reading the Bible it. or attending church and kind of know who God is to yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what you're talking about and is discernment, and, like, balance is a big part of that, mm-hmm. you know? Do you want to say anything more about it? Mm. I have other questions. Okay, what do you got? Okay, so another thing I wanted to talk about is intentional rest, because, like, right now we are in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. in the Hocking Hills area, and you made this vacation happen for us, and you are the hardest-working person I know, um always giving everything of yourself to both your company and our family. So I want to talk about what it means to take intentional rest and why it's important. <laughs> I don't know.
1: just lets you recover. To me, it's harder to get back to work, though, after something like this. So.
0: Uh, yeah, tomorrow is going to be harder. Yeah,
1: so I got to get back to the grind. But I don't know. It's important just to uh, relive, like, relive where me and you are you know -hmm. I get caught up in that
0: yeah I think it's easy to get caught in a cycle that is like the Mm day-to-day and kind of miss what we're building together
1: yeah that's that Pina Coletta song yeah talks about how they're looking elsewhere and they realize the person they've been looking for is there all along Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah so it's not just about rest it's about connecting with your person. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what it's mostly about.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought I was going to come and do a lot more like writing and reading and the things that I like. Those are things I really like to do, but once we got here, I, I wanted to just be with you, and that was less reading and writing than I thought it was going to be, and it was a lot more just hanging out and seeing what's here and there's deer that keep coming up to the porch and just kind of like saying hi to the babies.
1: (laughs) The one they call Pepper Dog.
0: Yeah. That was... I don't know. The deer is one of my favorite parts. What was (laughs) another one of your favorite parts? Um,
1: Definitely the deer. I love the deer. And I really like the nature hike we did. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: We did five miles. Mm -hmm. We went from... Ash Cave to Cedar Falls. Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, it was fun. There's a funny fi- fire tower in the middle. Mm-hmm, right in sketchy. The middle. <laughs> Jake climbed and I said, nope, not me. we
1: won't climb it. I got to the top <laughs> and the darn thing doesn't even open. So that was a
0: <laughs> letdown. It was like we counted the staircases. Was like, it like 12 staircases? Yeah,
1: top 12 flights. Super high. Yeah, that thing is sketchy. Oh but now on my job standing up sitting up in there all day. Uh uh-uh.
0: uh. <laughs> and we went ziplining. Yep,
1: yeah, that was fun.
0: Yeah. We we did.
1: Went. the race on the zipline course was the best. What was the place yeah. what was the name of that place? Uh,
0: Valley Zipline Tours in Ohio, Hocking Hills area. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I we did ziplining on our honeymoon and I am um, terrified of heights. So on our honeymoon, many moons ago, I cried for every single zip. Mm-hmm. This time I didn't cry.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good job.
0: Thanks. But I did get stuck on one of the zips over the lake, so that was scary. Okay, let's talk about paintball. Let's mm-hmm. talk about play. What? You are always preaching, especially to people who you love. hmm about why play is important, and your specific favorite kind of play <laughs> is paintball. Mm-hmm. So preach to the people, honey. Why should we play?
1: Well, you gotta loosen up. You gotta be young and active. You gotta stay young and active, regardless of how old you are. Like, that's important. And not to get caught up in, I mean, work's always gonna be there, and we're all gonna die anyways. Yeah. you need to enjoy this time while you're here Yeah, I actually have a friend who's very well off very wealthy and he I'm always trying to tell him like I go in his house and he doesn't even have a, like a couch I'm like you know I think you would really enjoy a nice couch like you don't <laughs> know that tomorrow you might get in a car crash and die and then you really kick yourself in the ass like Oh, a decent couch in my living room would have been nice. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> things like that. And nice. like, I don't know, people get so caught up in, I don't know, things they forget to enjoy themselves and enjoy time with themselves and yeah. do what they want to do. I think people get caught up in the fact that they think that they have to live up to some kind of standard that, I mean, don't get me wrong, we all, all want to be successful, but can't get too caught up in that where you lose sight of. Like I said, I've got many friends we've lost that were kids. And I can tell you this. If anything, I'm sure that they would have liked to enjoy life a little bit longer.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? I'm sure they weren't uh, thinking, gosh, I wish I would have worked a little longer. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's such a good point. I always say... I mean, everything that I create is about, I believe in your becoming. And mm-hmm. it's not about becoming the next productive, you know, whatever, like manager, business owner. I mean, it's not about a I badge. I think that will come. It will. It'll but come it's come not about the badges that you can wear. Yeah. It's about the life that you're building. Yeah. And like, this weekend really showed me that the life that we're building is beautiful and that I want more of, like, what we did this weekend. mm mm-hmm. We do do stuff like this a lot, so it's not that I have lack of that. It's just reconfirming, like... Yeah. I really like spending time with you.
1: <laughs> I guess having, having a recognition, too, of the fact that, like... I remember when we went to California for those weeks, it was a very costly trip. But yeah. the reason, and we did it when we were younger, and the reason I was so set on it was because I knew, I said there was things that I knew I wanted to be able to do that sure, when we're older and we can afford, definitely afford to do this again, I won't be in the health to be able to do the things that I want to do.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. And so like enjoying things while you're young, while like, you have the health and ability to enjoy some of these like the hike of Glacier Point and things like that. Like, you're, you know, I mean, yeah, you can wait till you're retired, but hopefully you're still in good enough shape, and good enough health to even enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and so you gotta balance it out, and you also can't spend all your money, traveling and like that either. So you gotta once again balance.
0: Balance. It's yeah. all about balance. Well, and for those of you that are older and are listening, um, you probably have some wisdom on that that we don't have, but um. It makes me think of my grandma Kay because when I was little, you know, obviously she was a grandma at that point. So she was older in her years and she did a lot of traveling with one of her friends who's gone now. Mm -hmm. And just, I'm glad that she had that, you know. Mm -hmm. She worked really hard to have that. And I want to be able to have stuff like that too. Yep. Experiences. far away stuff
1: (laughs) oh yeah for sure and I think I don't know it comes with your. I don't know why it comes with your background it seems like too or like I don't don't know know.
0: yeah I don't know I know that you know I always looked up to my grandma traveling when she was when I was younger I always wanted something like that and now we have Rick and Deb who are this awesome couple who kind of mentor us and mm-hmm. guide us and our life group leaders and they do like um, some kind of nature vacation every couple years or once a year seems like and that's so cool like I want to do that because then by the time we're their age we will have been so many places like they have you yeah know?
1: and like Amber said like the Rick and Deb who Rick is our pastor who I am good friends with now I consider him one of my good friends yeah and that's to say, I, like I said, I don't think I would have five years ago. I would have said I'm probably not gonna go to church. <laughs> and now we're good friends with the pastor. But it's just uh, you change with life, and and I'm I mean I'm a testament to how much you can change. Mm-hmm. I and mean, Jesus Pete, I was a crazy kid. mess, I don't know why this woman stayed with me the whole time, <laughs> but we made it through it all.
0: Yeah, we did. And I'm glad look at where we're at right now it's amazing mm-hmm. well
1: that's all the time we got I see you're at almost a half hour Yeah. Do that.
0: <laughs> it does go quick doesn't it mm-hmm. well thank you guys for listening I hope that you were able to gain some good things from this episode I hope that it's helped you think a little bit about intentional rest and play and just taking the time to um, let go of busyness for a minute long enough to see what you are building because seeing what you're building really shows you who you're becoming because who you're becoming happens in each little moment as much as the big god is working upstream For listening to this episode of Wilderness Wonder. I hope that in this conversation with my husband you were able to take away a few things. I hope that it's it's given you some time to think about where the relationships in your life where you might need to spend some time in reflection together. I really think that a conversation in reflection is super important. And I hope that in that conversation, you can point back to some values that you each have that may be different or same. And in searching through those values, that you can find some touchstones like we did. If you'd like to go a little deeper, if you'd like to connect more, you can find me on Instagram at Amber and Redmond, or you can find the show at Wilderness Wonder Podcast. I hope to see you there.